Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Thank you for joining us. What a year we've had so far. We're already in November 1st. With all the challenges and changes we faced this year, you still have to show up. Show up for yourself. Show up for your ministry. Show up for your job. Show up for your family. Show up for your purpose. This is your moment to show up. Fathers, mothers, intercessors, leaders, church, we have a mission and a mandate. We have a time and a task. We have a job and a journey. We have a purpose and a plan. Until there's only you, let all the other names fade away. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every other name is going to fade away. God, until there's only you. And all the other names fade away. Till there's only you. Let all the other names fade away. Till there's only you. Let all the other names fade away. Jesus, take your place. Jesus, take your place. Jesus, take your place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell him, God, take your place. Take your place. Take your place. Take your place. to the reading of the word of God this morning. Hallelujah. Hmm, something about that name. Genesis chapter 14, verses 10 through 16. 
And then we're going to read Ephesians chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. It is our custom to stand in reverence to the reading of the word of God. Genesis chapter 14, verses 10 through 15. It will be there for you on the screen. Let's read together this morning. Now the valley of Siddim was full of tar pits. And when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some of the men fell into them and the rest fled to the hills. The four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food. Then they went away. They also carried off Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions since he was living in Sodom. A man who had escaped came and reported this to Abram the Hebrew. Now Abram was living near the great trees of Mamre the Amorite, a brother of Eschol and Aner, all of whom were allied with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. I like to read that one again. I just like that verse. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. During the night, Abram divided his men to attack them, and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. He recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions together with the women and the other people. Let's drop down to, over to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Our topic this afternoon is this is the moment to show up. This is the moment to show up. Tell somebody this is the moment to show up. Okay, y'all don't get quiet in here now. Come on, we was hype a minute ago. This is the moment to show up. This is election week in the United States of America. This is the moment to show up. We will vote on senators, on commissioners, on judges, and on the next president and vice president of our nation. And this is the moment to show up. If you've never felt your vote is important, if you have been lax in your civic duty, if you have felt in the past that your vote didn't count or that there was no one good to vote for, I need you to get over that this week. I need you to make a choice. Let your voice be heard. This 
is the moment to show up. Our country is divided. Our church is divided. Protest in the street. Violence and looting. Conflict and misunderstanding between the police and the community. Immigration issues. Racial issues. Criminal justice issues. Economic issues. Gender issues. The Democrats and the Republicans are acting like Crips and Bloods. Uh, fighting over the same thing that the Crips and the Bloods fight over. Money and territory and they rep and they got the exact same colors the blue and the red and one side is mad because almost anybody can get an abortion almost anybody can get married anybody can get into the country illegally anybody can change genders anybody can get pornography anybody can get health care and then the other side is mad because almost anybody can get an assault weapon. Anybody can get their kids taken at the border. Anybody can get killed for breathing while black. You can get deported though you've been here since you were 10 months old. Or you can lose everything in a wildfire or in a hurricane because we can't agree on global warming. Warming. And in the meantime, COVID-19 has become the third major cause of death in less than a year. And it don't play politics at all. Still, when the president says that he has COVID, there's such a loss of trust in leadership that half of you still don't believe he really had it. If there has never been a moment before, this is the moment to show up. This is a time when we need people to fulfill their purpose. It's a time when you need to know who you are, to know why you are, to then walk that thing out and then to see it through. Somebody say, see it through. Whatever you're called to do, whatever you've been saved to be, whatever your hands find to do, you need to see it through. Now is not the time to quit. Now is not the time to be intimidated. Now is not the time to be lazy or to get lost or to waste time. You need to see it through. You are needed. You are necessary. You are wanted. And believe it or not, you are ready. You just need to see it through. Somebody say, see it through. Don't get distracted. Don't get tripped up. Don't slow down. Don't get discouraged. You need to see it through. This is the moment to show up. We are in a crisis. It's now or it's never. It is as vital for us to show up as it was for Abram, also known as Abraham, in our text. Now, Abram had been chosen by God. To father a nation that would serve God and be the people that would bring the Messiah into the world. They would be the witnesses and the writers of the entire story of God. So God sent Abram away from his family into this promised land where all of this story is going to unfold. But Abraham brought some of his family with him. He had a nephew named Lot. Anybody out there got one of them nephews <laughs> named Lot? <laughs> so Lot, though, eventually separates from Abram, and he settled in this evil city called Sodom. And then Abram just went the other way. Abram's out there minding his business, Rev. He minding his own business. He's just waiting on God, walking with God, being blessed. It wasn't his moment to show up. But what had happened on the other side is this king named uh, Amraphel 
who was a king of Shinar, and Arioch, who was a king of Elisar, and uh, Cordelamor, I'm just going to call him KD, so I want to keep trying to say that name, uh, Cordelamor, also known as KD, uh, was a king of Elam, and Tidal was, uh, Tidal was a king of Goyam, and, and these kings, uh, these four big kings, went to war against Bera, who was the king of Sodom, and Bersha, which is the king of Gomorrah, Shinab, the king of Atma, and Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and then the king of Bela. So there's five kings on here, and then there's four kings over here. And none of this had anything to do with Abram. Because this ain't his moment to show up. So all these latter kings, the five kings, they're they, they going to come, and they're going to come against KD and his boys, right? And so these latter kings, they join fortunes in the valley of Siddim. But now for 12 years, KD uh, had had all of these people subject to him. But in the 13th year, everybody rebelled. So in the 14th year, uh, KD and those kings that are allied with him, they're going to go out and they're just going to defeat everybody. So they defeated the Rephites and the Zuites and the, uh, uh, and the Horites. And they went around and they just defeated everybody. They conquered the whole territory of the Amalekites and the territory of the Amorites that were living around there. So they got everybody back under their thumb. But then the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of uh, all those five, those five kings, they decided that they're going to get their battle lines together and they're going to march up. They're going to go down to the Valley of Siddim and they're going to come up against KD and his boys. So the four big kings against these five small kings. Still, none of this. Yeah, anything to do with Abram. And so Abram didn't show up. This is not his moment. So then our text today, the Bible says they're in the valley of Siddam, and, and the, the, it was full of tar pits. And, and so when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah, evidently they didn't do too good in this war. So those four kings kind of beat everybody up. So they're running away, and they're stuck in the tar pits. They're running to the hills. And those four kings then, KD and them, they went, and they seized all the goods. They rolled up into Sodom and Gomorrah, took everything, all their food, and then they just went away. But they messed up. The Bible says that they carried off Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions since Lot lived in Sodom. Now let me see if I got any ghetto people up in here. 89106 and 89030 people. That ain't the ghetto, but that, that's where we lived. We had a saying in the hood. My name is Bennett. Oh, y'all, y'all, somebody been up in the hood. We say, my name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. So all this war is going on. All this fighting is going on for years. But Abram was Bennett. He wasn't in it. But a man who had escaped returned and reported to Abram. Man, they took your nephew Lot. They told him these kings had taken his nephew. And the Bible says Abram was living in the great trees of memory. He was way over there. But it wasn't his fight. It wasn't his time until they took Lot. And the Bible says when Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, 
he called out 318 men that he had groomed in his own house, his own fighting, fighting men. They were born in his household. And he had trained them to fight, and he went in pursuit because now this is the moment to show up. He wasn't in it when they were fighting each other. When the four kings were taking, taking over everything, he wasn't even in it. Even during the years when KD had everybody in check and all of that, Abram didn't make a move. But now you the mess with what I care about. Now my family has been touched. This is the moment to show up. I'm not going to wait for you to kill him. I'm not going to delay while you rape my nieces. I'm not going to procrastinate while you steal and destroy his property this is the moment for me to show up and I got a question for you this afternoon has the enemy messed with anything or anyone that you care about has he messed with your son has he talked crazy to your daughter has he dealt with you? Is he dealing with your spouse? Has he rolled up in your house? Is he fooling with your money? Has he touched on your property? Is he messing with your health? Is he messing with your mental health? Has he rolled up in your community? Has he been posted up in your city? Is he screwing up your nation? Is he messing with you? There's no time for delay. There's no time for distraction. There's no time for procrastination. There's no time, Pastor Sharana, for disobedience. There's no time, Pastor, to, Pastor, for intimidation. This is the moment to show up. This is the moment. The moment. See, some things are all about timing. So Ephesians chapter 5 says, says this why it said, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead. Let Christ shine on you. Be careful right now how you live, not as unwise but wise. Then it says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now, in the King James Version, it says redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. And there, there, are, there are a couple words for time. Uh, and and, and so in the King James was said, redeeming the time, you got to look at what, what do you mean time? Redeeming the time. What does that mean? Well, there's, there's a word time that's chronos. That has to do with chronological time, it, 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 with passing of time, with, with sequences of time, chronos. But this word for time is kairos. And, and it means the opportune time. The opportune moment. The time when it has to be done. And so that's why in the, in the New International Version, it translated making the most of every opportunity. Because it's not talking about passing of time. It's talking about the opportune time. The being on time with something. The opportune time. And, and so I'm going to give you an example of, of Kairos versus Kronos. And, 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 and I use the example, and I stole this from T.D. Jakes. But the example of clapping. The only way... To achieve a clap is the hands have to meet at the same moment. If the hands don't meet at the same moment, you can't clap.
will also move now into our time of giving, our time of giving tithe. Tithing, we believe here, is for worshipers only. It is a part of our worship. It is a part of what we do in our obedience just to show God that we are obedient and that we love him. There are three ways that you can give to our guests that have joined in. We are grateful that you are here and welcome into this place. You too also can give as those give that are members of our ministry. Three ways to give. You can give online at nuantia-aliante.org. Push the donate button and follow the prompts. Second way you can give is through text. Text 77977 to New Antioch, all one word, and follow those prompts. And then you can also give through the standard mail system. Our address will, will be in the comments is 2550 Nature Park Drive, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. We are grateful for those who continue to give, grateful for your obedience in giving. It's too late. Patient done died. If the ambulance come 30 minutes after the patient done died, it's unnecessary. It's like an obstetrician that shows up 30 minutes after the baby's been born. Dude, now you are necessary. It's like the policeman that show up at your house, but the thief done already took everything and you come up 45 minutes later. Right now, Popo, you unnecessary. It's like a preacher that shows up for service five minutes after the benediction when you were supposed to preach that day. Oh, uh, we don't need you now. You're unnecessary. And when you are late, when you miss your moment to show up, somebody say, this is the moment to show up. Fathers, this is the moment. You have to show up when my father's in the house. Did you know that they say 85% of youth who are currently in prison grew up in a fatherless home? Seven out of every 10 youth that are housed in a state-operated facility right now come from a fatherless home. Children without a father are four times more likely to be living in poverty than children that have a father at home. 
Children from fatherless homes are twice as likely to drop out of school before graduating than children who have a father in their lives. Teen girls from fatherless homes are four times more likely to become mothers before the age of 20. Children who live in a single parent home are twice as likely to commit suicide. Matter of fact, 63% of youth suicides involve a child who was living in a fatherless home at the time that they made their final decision. Living in a fatherless home contributes to substance abuse. 75% of adolescent patients that are treated in substance abuse centers come from fatherless homes. They say 85% of all children who are behaving some, who are showing some kind of behavioral disorder come from a fatherless home. 90% of the youth in the United States who decide to run away and become homeless or become homeless for any reason originally came from a fatherless home. Children who live in a fatherless home are 279% more likely to deal drugs and to carry firearms than children who live with their fathers. They say 57% of the fatherless homes in the United States involve African Americans. Only, uh, that's not, it's not only, but 31% are Hispanic homes and 20% are Caucasian homes and in spite of these statistics they say still 43 percent of fathers do not see their role as something that's important to their personal identity in other words those kids I have don't have anything to do with who I am matter of fact 54 percent of fathers in the United States say that parenting isn't enjoyable at least not all the time and even in homes where the fathers are home, they say the modern, modern father spends only eight hours a week actually in caring for his children. So fathers today, God told me to say, if there's a man in you, if there's a dad in you, then this is the moment to show up. Fatherhood is your purpose. It's what God is going to hold you accountable for. And I told you guys this before, but I'll tell you again. These are your priorities. God first. Then your spouse, if you're married. Then your children. Not your job. Not the ministry. Not all that. Uh, not the church work. Not the, your, your first priority is God. Your next priority is your spouse. If you're married. If you're not married, then your next priority is your children. Yeah. Fatherhood is your purpose. Fatherhood is what God is going to hold you accountable for. It doesn't matter whether they're in your home or not. And it don't matter whether you, they want to deal with you or not. Well, them kids just don't want nothing to do with me. I don't know what they mama done told him, but they don't have nothing to do with me. You don't need their permission to be their father. You don't need their permission to be their father. Matter of fact, you don't need your baby mama permission to be their father. If she's not going to let you be their father, go to court and get your rights. Yeah. 
search the scriptures, men of God. Find out what your responsibility is to God when it comes. Tell God, make me the father that you saw when you gave me these children. And let me say this to African-American fathers. Black lives can't just matter when the police or a racist vigilante kills one of them. Black lives have to matter when it's child support time, when it's correction time, when it's report card time, when it's reading time, when it's parent-teacher conference time, when it's coming home, when it's get your butt at home time, when, when it's having to have that talk time, when it's check their room time, when it's prayer time, when it's church time, when it's morning time, when it's night time, when it's game time, when it's dinner time. They black lives gotta matter all the time. Fathers, this is your purpose. You gotta see it through. This is the moment to show up. Mothers, mothers, this is the moment. Tell God, make me the mother that you saw when you gave me children. I didn't birth children, but I adopted a daughter, and I, that's part of my prayer strategy. God, make me the mother that you saw in me when you gave me this child. Mothers, don't get stuck on what your man will or won't do. Ross, it's going to be a pitiful thing in heaven when you get to heaven and God gets to asking you about your life and you tell him about everything somebody else didn't do. Don't get stuck on what your man will and want to do. If there's no man to fight for you, then this is the moment, mama, you need to show up. Your children are struggling in their bedrooms at night. They're sexting. They're fooling with pornography, marijuana, vaping. They're depressed and they're anxious. They're experimenting with sin. They're failing in areas of their life. They're hurting because of what the family has been through. My question to you, mama, is have you shown up? Showing up when, same as daddy, when it's correction time, when it's report card time, when it's reading time, when it's parent-teacher conference time, when it's coming home time. Get up out them stores and go home. When it's coming home time, when it's have a talk time, when it's check their room time, when it's prayer time, when it's church time, when it's morning time, when it's night time, when it's game time, and when it's dinner time. More than that, mothers, you are the trainers. You are their first teachers. What do they know how to do? What do they know how to do? Other than turn on a video game and be on social media. What do they know how to do? What are you teaching them? Can they take care of themselves? 19 years old and can't take care of yourself. What are you teaching them? Stop waiting for a man to show up, mama. You train them. You warn them. Talk to them. They're going to argue with you. Yes, they are. They're going to argue with you. They're going to tell you you don't know what you're talking about. They're going to tell you old and old-fashioned and you don't know what's going on out there. They're they, they going to argue with you. But, but remember, I told you all a few weeks ago, it's, it's, it's crazy to argue with somebody that's blind about what you can see. 
They blind. But they gonna argue with you about what you can see. <laughs> but you know what? God still opens blinded eyes. Ask God to open their blinded eyes. And then, moms, make sure you see what you see. Because sometimes we tripping. <laughs> so make sure you see what you see. And then ask God, especially with these adult children, because, you know, you can't tell them. They, they Nikes. They Nikes. Nike said, N-I-K-E. Now I know everything. Now, the end don't really stand for now, but now I know everything. They're they Nikes. They, you, you can't tell them. That. But you can ask God to give them a conviction if you're right. And I use the example of Erica. Erica is my adult child. And she got these kids in her house that she's raising. Now, what I see is she's too hard on them kids. And I'm like, Erica, you're too hard on them kids. You... You don't want to exasperate them like the Bible say. And, you know, even though the Bible's talking to fathers about exasperating your kids, he said, but you don't want them to just run and don't want to be home and don't want to deal with you. You're too hard on them kids. That's what I see. But then she sees this. She said, she's telling me, look, Mom, I just got these kids. I only have a small amount of time to get out of them what's been put in them. I see some stuff in them. And I only have a few years with these kids to get out of them what I see in them. I'm hard on them because I only got a little time to get them ready. I'm hard on them because I only got a little time to make sure that they can take care of themselves. And so I see one thing. She sees something else. I went to God about it. I said, God, if she's right, then bless what she's doing. But God, if I'm right, give her a conviction. About what's going on. So if she ever steps over the line of being too hard, the Holy Ghost will convict her and pull her back. And mom, that's what you can do. Parents, that's what you can do for these adult kids. Maybe you don't see. I think they blind and we see it right. But if that's not the case, you can pray for the Holy Ghost to convict them. But I'll tell you what both of us did. We showed up. The world is not going to give your kids love or truth. Let me say this three times to get in your spirit. The world don't love your kids. The world don't love your kids. That world does not love your kids. And it's never going to tell them the truth. So don't let your children join the ranks of children who have not been adequately mothered. I declare they can survive and thrive in this world just like it is. Yeah. Yes, they can. If the world never changed, if the world gets worse, you can train them to survive and to thrive in the world just like it is. Just like it is, our kids can survive and thrive. Parenting is your purpose. You got to see it through. Mothers, this is the moment. To show up. Intercessors. Where are my intercessors? Do I have any intercessors in the house? Intercessors. This is the moment. Now an intercessor. Is one. 
who I feel the anointing, is one who stands between the people and God in authoritative, wonder-working, heaven-shifting prayer. I'm going to say it one more time. Someone said, I get some, inter some, some intercessors in here to get excited about. An intercessor stands between the people and God in authoritative, wonder-working, heaven-shifting prayer. Authoritative, wonder-working, heaven-shifting prayer. Authoritative, wonder-working, heaven-shifting prayer. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Oh, intercessor. Talks to God for the people. And talks to the people for God. They not only intercede, but they intercept and interrupt. Let me go to football for a while. In football, the opponent is trying to progress the ball. And you are in the middle. You're interceding between what the opponent is trying to do and, and what you're trying to stop. You're interceding. But when that ball comes, like a quarterback doing the ball, they have defensive players. And defensive players got two things to do. Either they can intercept and make that thing go back the other way. But if they can't intercept it and make it go back the other way, their other job is to interrupt it. And then you hear the conversation say, number 75 interrupted the play. Intercessors, not only do you intercede, but you intercept. And if you can't intercept, at least interrupt. Tell the devil, get that up out of here. Well, it's good to me. So an intercessor may stand between a person and God. You may be interceding for a person. You may be interceding for a family. You may be the intercession for a church. You may be the one for the community. You could be one for the city. I need somebody that's going to interrupt what the devil is trying to do in Las Vegas. Somebody need to intercept and interrupt what's happening down there on that strip. Or you might be one that intercedes for the nation or for an entire region or for the world. But Isaiah said it like this. He said, I posted watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem. God posted them. He said, they will never be silent day or night. You who call on the Lord. You who, who are y'all at? You who call on the Lord. And I got, where your team at? You who call on the Lord. Give yourselves no rest and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. In other words, Genesis, this is the moment to show up. Give yourselves no rest. Call on him. Call on him. Call on him, intercessors. Call on him. Call on him. Because only God can fix what's going on out there. Cry out for your family and give him no rest. Cry out for this city and give him no rest. Cry out for this nation. Speak life to this nation. Ask God to fix it. Ask God to stop it. Ask God to clean it up. Ask God to make it right. Cry out for the world because God still loves the world. This is the moment.
to show up. Leaders, this is the moment. God told me to tell the leaders this. Stop being parked cars. Don't you hate following a car that won't move? Where are we going, leaders? Where are you leading? Navigate us through this. Make a move. Get out of that slow lane. Shift. Accelerate. Change lanes. Get around the obstacles. Where are you taking your family? Where are you taking your church department? Where are you taking your business? Where are you taking your agency? Where are you taking your own health? Where are you taking your mental health? Lead, leaders. Do what leaders do. Influence, connect, cast vision, make a plan, recruit your team. The root of the problem of our country right now is not COVID. The root of the problem in our country is not criminal justice. The root of the problem in our country is not immigration. It's not economics. It's not drugs. It's not violence. The problem in our country is the lack of leadership. On both sides of the aisle. Leadership is influence. And influence is birth from trust, from connection, from respect, and from buy-in. Your, your body needs some leadership. Lead yourself. That's what's wrong with your body and your health. You need some leadership. Your body needs some leadership to keep it healthy. Your family needs leadership to make it through this crisis. Your church needs leadership to fulfill its mission. The country needs leadership to get out of this chaos that we're in. Leading is your purpose if you are a man with a family. Leading is your purpose if you are the head of a household. Leading is your purpose if you are called of God. Leading is your purpose if God has planted you on a job where people are under you. You need to see it through because where there is no vision, where there is no direction, the people will self-destruct. Leaders, this is the moment to show up. Church. Church. That's all us. This is the moment. Church, do we still believe that Jesus is the hope for the world? Maybe five of y'all. Church, do we still believe that Jesus, not new presidents, not Democrats, Republicans, not policies and procedures, not laws. Do we still believe that Jesus is the hope for the world? We are his plan A. We are the church. There's nothing in the world more powerful, more influential, more treasured, and more loved by God than the church. There's no other entity with as much authority, resilience, responsibility, and connection to God, to the God of the universe, than the church. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Nothing in this world is built on the solid rock of Jesus other than the church. The only thing that Jesus is coming back to earth for it again is the church. The only thing that's going to heaven the only thing that Jesus is preparing a place for is the church we are the church we are the called out ones who form the kingdom of God on the earth we are the vehicle
miracle that God is using to bring hope to the world. We are the family that God has chosen to raise his children. We are the organism that Jesus built on his own name, on the fact that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. There is nothing as powerful, as vital, and as precious as the church. The church, this is your moment to show up. No one else has been given the mission of worship, evangelism, fellowship, discipleship, and ministry. No one else is authorized to introduce Jesus and to use his name. We are chosen people. We are royal priesthood. We are holy nation. We are authorized, equipped, and empowered to bind on earth what has been bound in heaven and to loose on earth what has been released in the heavens. The church is a lethal weapon. It is the moment to show up. He has chosen us to fix all this. He didn't choose them to fix all this. We can make deals with them all we want to. They are not anointed to fix all this. They have not been called to fix all of this. The church has been called to fix all of this. We have to answer. This is the moment to show up. So somebody holler, show up. When Abram showed up, the Bible says he showed up with a strategy. The Bible says... During the night, Abram divided the men up to attack him and to rout him. He pursued him. He ran him down. And then he had a strategy. Fathers and mothers, what is your strategy? How are you going to keep your kids in? Or how are you going to get your kids back? What are you going to do when you show up? Intercessors, what's your prayer strategy? This is war. You need to know what the enemy is up to. And then you need a prayer strategy against him. Intercessors, what are you going to do when you show up? Leaders, where are you going? And what's your plan? Church, God gave me a plan for us. Follow me. I got a plan. All I need is for you to show up. Bible says Abram recovered all the goods. Brought his relative Lot back. All of Lot's possessions. All of the women. All of the other people. He was successful because he was on time. Because he knew that moment. He got there before things were destroyed. He got there before Lot was killed. He got there before the women were ruined. His purpose met his problem. In the moment. Fathers. Mothers, intercessors, leaders, church, we have a mission and a mandate. We have a time and a task. We have a job and a journey. We have a purpose and a plan. We just got to show up. We have access and authority. We have power and a path. We have a Bible and a battle. We have a weapon and a war cry. We just have to show up. We are equipped and empowered. We are commissioned and commanded. We are deployed and dispatched. We have been processed and programmed. All we have to do is show up. And when we show up, no weapon formed against 
against us can prosper. No word spoken against us can condemn. No demon who comes against us can stay. No enemy that fights against us can win. No opposition raised against us can stand. No obstacle position against us can prevail. Nothing can stop us if we just show up. If we would just say yes, if we would just do yes, if we would just walk it out and see it through, just show up and do what we've been created to do. Parent, pray, lead, minister, bring people to Christ, help people to change. Help them find their purpose. Jesus said it like this. The harvest is ripe. It's ready to be harvested. But we have to move at the opportune time. This is the moment. Like Abram, when it mattered the most, he got his warriors together and went in pursuit. What matters to you? Who matters to you? Then show up. This is the moment to show up. Y'all play because I'm blessed. You have been blessed. You've been blessed with this pandemic because you're still here. Uh -huh. Some of you all got COVID, but you've been blessed. None of you look hungry. Whether you lost a job or not during this pandemic, you know, none of y'all look hungry. Just as plump and blessed as you can be. I believe that most of you, if not all of you, have a place to go tonight and rest your head. You've been blessed. But the whole point of you being blessed is for you to bless somebody else. Take the opportune time. Let your purpose and the problem meet at the right moment. You got to bless somebody else. You've been blessed to show up. Because I'm blessed. Help me to bless somebody else. Somebody else Because I'm blessed I need to bless I need to bless Somebody else Somebody else Because I'm blessed Because I'm blessed Help me to bless Help me to bless Somebody else Somebody else Bless somebody else. I want my life to bless somebody else. I want my life to bless somebody else. Lord, use my life to bless somebody else, to inspire somebody else. Lord, send your heart, and every time you bless, you can trust me. Can he trust you? 
to bless somebody else. Lord, send your harvest, and every time you bless, you can trust me, you can trust me to bless somebody else. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we have heard your word today. God, I speak to every father, to every mother, to every intercessor, to every leader, to everyone that's in your church. God, move us at the right time. God, we rebuke procrastination, intimidation, disobedience, fear and anxiety. God, this is the moment that we need to show up. Move up and down these aisles and convict these hearts. Let them fulfill the purpose by which you have called them in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't let them be the same. Those that are listening live stream where they're sitting right now, don't let them be the same after this word. Stir up every father. Stir up every mother. Stir up every intercessor. Stir up every leader. Stir up every Christian in the name of Jesus. Let them know it's time to show up. So that their purpose meets that problem. At the right moment, we refuse to be unnecessary. And so God, bless us now. And give us to bless somebody else. Put another yes in them. Put another yes in them. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you're here today and you're not saved. In other words, you haven't given God your life and surrendered your life to God. I want you to raise your hand and say, I'm ready to be saved. I want God in my life. If you don't know that you know that you know that if something were to happen to you and your life was over today, that you would go to heaven. If you're not sure about that, you need to be saved. If you feel God tugging at you and you need that change, your type of that change in your life, you need to be saved. Is there anybody that wants to be saved that's in the building? I'm going to send somebody to you just to pray with you. You don't have to come up here. Anybody want to be saved? Jeremiah, would you want to be saved? All right, you got you saved already? Amen. Those of you that are listening on live stream, do not leave this recording without knowing that you are saved, that your sins are forgiven and you're in relationship with God. So pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I'm ready to live for you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you really meant that in your heart, you are saved right now. But you're going to need some help on this journey, and we want to be your church family. So if you put in the comments right now that you accepted the Lord today, there's a book that I want you to have that will help you in your journey. And then you can go to our website, and I believe it's coming up right now, a link that you can go to to connect with our church, to get you into a Bible study, to get you into a group that you can be connected to us. Or for you to join the church, we are accepting new members right now. 
We started Growth Track today, but it's not too late for you to join in. We'd love to have you as a part of our church. We'd love to have Be Your Church family. And if there's anyone that's in here now that wants to join church, that you believe this is a place that God is connecting you to, we would love to have you as part of our church family as well. Is there anybody that needs a church home that would like to join New Antioch today? Amen, amen. God bless you, man of God. Brother Bain. Amen. Where is uh, Arnett? All right, Arnett, you can make sure. Uh, oh, Sister uh, Champagne is coming. Amen. Anyone else excited to have you, man of God? Anybody else that need a church home and want to join? And again, if you're listening and you need a church home, then just put in the comments or go to New Antioch. Uh, newantioch-aliante.org and, and go to the connect button and we will connect you to ministry God bless you God bless you and now for those of you that are here that just need prayer the altar is open for you whatever you need prayer for you might need prayer to figure out how I'm going to do this thing of being a father how to do this thing as being a mother you may need prayer for your help how to lead your own life but the altar is open for you right now. We are willing to pray for you for whatever you need prayer for. Just come meet us at the altar. The pastors are coming to pray with you right now. You know you need help on this journey. You know you somebody needs to hear from God. Somebody needs strength. Somebody needs something. That's what the altar is for. We're here to pray for you. We've been blessed so that we can bless somebody else. We want to intercede for you with God. We got some great prayer warriors here. And they're here. They're not going to touch you. They're not going to. They might touch your back, but they're not going to get in your face. We're going to keep everybody safe. But we want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, bless them right now. Touch them right now, God. Somebody else. Somebody else. Because I'm blessed. Help me to bless. Somebody else. Somebody else. Bless somebody else. Bless somebody else. Father, in the name of Jesus, this young woman, God, you know what she needs help with touch her right now in the name of Jesus change it fix it make it right in the name of Jesus God you can do this we cancel the assignment of the enemy that comes because against her in the name of Jesus she shall be well she shall do well she will thrive she will do more than survive touch in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus this man of God Thank you. Help me bless. Help me to bless somebody else. Somebody else. Because I'm blessed. I've got to bless. Somebody else. 
socially distanced and still be there just bring your mask just mask up wash up and back up amen and we want to pray uh, for our city for our state for our country this election week we are we are praying against violence we're praying against civil war all this stuff that the devil is talking tell him to shut up because the kingdom belongs to the intercessors and we all found our place of intercession today. And it is prayer week. It is prayer week. The first Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of every month, we lay before God in fasting and prayer as a church. Because some things are not going to change without fasting and prayer. We'll be doing the Daniel's Fast for the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday all the way around the clock. The Daniel's Fast that's eat fruits, vegetables, or whole grains. Uh, for your Daniel's fast, uh, and that's that's plenty to eat, um, and we'll be praying. Now, God told me while I was fasting that we need to teach our children how to pray. If you teach your children how to pray, if they know how to pray, you have changed their destiny. That means nothing that can happen to them, whatever happens to them when they're away from you, you know they know how to get in touch with God for themselves. And it could be a life or death situation. And they need to know how to pray. So Tuesday night, here at the Aliante Church from 6 to 7.15, we'll be bringing our elementary school children into the sanctuary. Just bring them with their masks. You can bring them from age 3 on up. 
and we have a wonderful minister who is a school teacher and who is a children's minister. Uh, minister Latanya Daniels is going to be teaching our children how to pray. There'll be other prayer going on as well, and then we're going to stop and we're going to teach our children how to pray. And they go, they'll be able to practice praying, so you'll know your children know how to pray. And then on Wednesday night at the Central Campus will be for middle school and high school. Middle school and high school, bring them out. And, and uh, our own uh, youth director, Keith Calhoun, is going to be teaching our teenagers how to pray. Uh, at their level and again we will have other prayer going on it is prayer week and then on Thursday night uh, Pastor Alfred Johnson is going to come and he's going to teach families how to pray how to pray for your families and how to pray as a family uh, so bring everybody then on Thursday night now if you cannot come from 6 to 7 15 Get, make sure that your children are on their devices, their iPad, television, or however that you access this page, and make sure that they are on and make them stay there the hour and 15 minutes until they learn how to pray. Put that thing in their face and tell them, you're going to sit here and you're going to watch this and you're going to learn how to pray. Tuesday night, your elementary school kids, if they're not here, make sure they're on Facebook Live. Wednesday night, your middle and high school if they're not here, make sure they're on Facebook Live. And then your family uh, on Thursday night, get together, get around the iPad or wherever you watch and, uh, and listen to how we're going to pray as a family. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes people. Prayer changes situations. You better know how to pray. And so uh, that's our prayer week on this week. And then... Um, if you all have the, you have the um, scholarship flyer, you don't have it. We have um, the Stella Mason Parsons Scholarship. It's a scholarship brunch where we, um, every year we're adding to this scholarship. It's for African-American females to be able to go to college. Each year we're trying to build on the scholarship. Our goal is that it be a full ride, that one year that we get enough money in it to each year uh, we can give a young lady a full ride scholarship. But we've been giving the scholarship out several years and we raise money for it each year. It is on November, there it is. It is on November the 14th, a Saturday. It's it's a brunch. You don't have to be there. We will social distance and wear masks, uh, except for when we're eating. We will social distance. The, the honorees are uh, Dr. Pat Green, um, Cynthia Watson, uh, Jean Hall Lee, and Kathy Jackson. They are educators uh, in the community, uh, and they they have legends like my mom. Uh, who the scholarship is named after. They will be receiving the awards, but it's really to raise scholarship money. The tickets are $50. You can see Andrea, she has the tickets. Um, or you can cash app us, or, or you can write the checks to Parson Legacy. Uh, you can come to the brunch. It'll, it's going to be great food uh, from 10 to about 12 on Saturday, November the 14th. Or you can just send a donation if you don't want to be there. Uh, we would love to do that. It's all uh, proceeds will be going to uh, the scholarship fund. I'm still looking for coaches. 
Third Sunday is when we're kicking off our coaches. That means that you will commit to just taking one other person, hopefully somebody in the church, but they don't necessarily have to be, and teach them how to do something that you know how to do. You're going to follow them for a year and, and just coach them in something that you know in life or something that you do at the church or just how to walk with God, how to be a Christian, how to pray. Uh, God said to get get coaches to coach other people you got to bless somebody else you got all this knowledge you need to bless somebody else so you can either see Andrea and give her that name um, any of the pastors you can give them that name or you can text me with your name and say I'm ready to sign up and our first coaches service is going to be third Sunday and we're bringing all the coaches in also if you do want to join the church you can go what I said earlier to get in on growth track we started today but you can jump in uh, and start next week to be a member of New Antioch Christian Fellowship. Kingdom Academy, our training institute, starts next week. Not this week, but next week. We are teaching servant leader training. That's what I'm teaching. Everybody that starts out doing anything in the church starts out taking church, uh, taking servant leader training. And I'll be teaching that class. We're also teaching New Testament, your call, your purpose, and message writing. You can... Uh, Register at thekingdomacademy.org, or you can see Pastor Darian to register for your classes. Six-week classes, $40 uh, per class. Um, put on your calendars November 22nd. Our fellowship, the Fellowship of Independent Churches and Ministries, are doing a Thanksgiving drive-in service that Sunday before Thanksgiving. The pastors of the FICAM, it's about 10 churches in the fellowship. They're going to be tag-teamed. Uh, not all of them are going to preach, but they're going to be tag-teaming. Uh, it's called Surviving the Storm. We are thankful this year because we are surviving the storm. And so it's going to be great. The praise teams are going to be singing. It'll be a drive-in service at 4 o'clock. So we'll leave here, go get something to eat, and then meet us on, at 4 o'clock on November 22nd. All of the fellowship churches are coming together. The only other thing is it is first Sunday. And every first Sunday, we take a special offering for our Sunrise Mountain campus. God told me just take an offering and give him what we have and he's going to do the rest so every first Sunday we're going to get that two fish and five loaves of bread unless there's a Sunday that somebody write me a two million dollar check and then that'll do the job for me amen uh, but we're going to take that offer so you can go to newantioch-aliante.org and give you can text give just let us know that it's for Sunrise Mountain you can write a check towards Sunrise Mountain if you need an envelope and you want to give to our new church plant just raise your hands and they'll give you an envelope give on your way out but every first Sunday just whatever that you can give whatever you can give uh, we are going to build our church on Sunrise Mountain amen amen and so thank you all for coming today those of you that are listening you can all also give just let us know on the when you go in it'll say other put Sunrise Mountain uh, we'll uh, and we'll know where to give have your giving and so thank you all for being here today. I know that you'll be blessed. I need you to go out and bless somebody else. This is your, this is your, this is your, this is your moment. This is the moment to show up. So finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave. 
all of the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. They're going to dismiss you. Uh, Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.